Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hello and welcome to A Thing or Two, a deep dive into stuff we think more people should know about. I'm Claire Mazur. And I'm Erica Cerullo. You might know us as the co-founders of Of A Kind, the co-authors of Workwife, or just two women who feel so strongly about their relationship that they own the domain, claireanderica.com. Head there to sign up for our newsletter and to find episode notes. And leave us a voicemail at 833-632-5463. Tell us anything, you know, if you just need to ramble a little bit more than, than a DM will let you. I've heard, I've gotten some DMs recently from people saying that they don't want to leave voicemails because they hate leaving voicemails in general, which I, I, I don't disagree yeah. with as I, I understand. It's funny because now I get so excited to get them, but I used to, when people did still leave a lot of voicemails before text really became a thing, I would always delete them or just stop them as soon as I knew who was talking. And I remember our friend Justin used to always be like, I know you've probably already deleted it at this point, but also <laughs> I just keep going Maybe forever. people should think of them more as voice memos. Mm, great idea. Yep. Because it's not like you need to leave us a message and tell us to call you back. Exactly. It's it's more yeah. just like a note. That's right. That is better told over the phone than in an email. I, I got, don't know. I was super interested in the moment where people were getting really into sending voice memos as texts. And I thought it would take off and I thought I would start doing it, but I never did. And I think some people still do it. Um, You know, my uncle does it with me sometimes and yeah. I do like it where he'll be driving and he'll be like, here's this funny story. And he'll, he'll sometimes try calling me first. And if I'm not there, then he'll send it to me as a voice memo and it works very well. It's a really good idea. Now that you mention it, the one person who has sent me... Uh, many texts in the form of voice memo who I don't text with often, but we had this conversation that was all voice memos and it was Erica Chitty Cohen and she's from Los Angeles. And I think people who live in driving cities probably... I think that's probably right. ...rely on them quite a bit. And that makes total sense to yeah. me. Um, so what do we have here, Claire? We have a grab bag episode. A grab bag. We're talking bag. about all sorts of stuff. We're doing a couple follow-up updates um, to things people have brought up in the DMs or people have requested. Um, and then we've got some stuff of our own that we want to talk about, you oh know? Oh my gosh, it's true. Yeah. Um, let's start with, so we we did an episode about black tights and how to sort of get around the issue of black tights to some extent. How to live a no black tight life. If you can. Yeah. And someone requested, what about what to wear with wide leg pants in the winter? Very tall, warm socks. Yeah. we Because you're going to yeah. get wind blowing exactly. up the pant leg. Like that's the, really the problem you're facing. Exactly. Like they may be pants, but they're actually a summer thing is the problem. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah. Um, but I, for a long time, thought you just couldn't wear them in winter. And then one year on Avakine, we started... Uh, carrying these over the knee socks, warm over the knee socks. And it was like 
such a revelation. Such a revelation. The socks that we love the most are by Rich or Poor. Mm -hmm. You can buy them on their website. We'll link to them. Um, and the, this brand is, how do you say it? Ray, R-A-E-Y? I say right. It's Sure. It's, it's matches house brand, yes, right? Yes, exactly. It's good. They make some also a high, like more fashion-y. Yeah. Um, socks. You can also do Uniqlo heat tech or something, but That's I don't, I'm not all that interested in wearing pants under my pants. I agree. I agree with that completely. It always gets uncomfortable at some point and potentially static pants. Yeah. It's kind oh, of the same problem agreed. as tights for me. Yes. Agreed. Um, and I think the nice thing about wearing a high sock is then you could wear just a sneaker or an Oxford or something and you get the you get to maintain an ankle. You get to maintain an ankle, which I think is the sort of critical piece of a wide leg pant is in order for it not to be so overwhelming, you need to have it cropped a little bit and to show a little bit ankle. So some boots work with it, especially depending on the where the boot cuts off. Like if yeah. you can still get a little bit of an ankle, but it gets tricky to wear like a big chunky boot with a wide leg pant. I agree. I agree. I have Chelsea boots that I wear most days yeah. in the winter and they only look okay with certain wide leg certain, pants. Yeah, some, you've got to have the yeah, right length. They need to be cropped in a certain exactly. way. Otherwise, they look real dopey. It gets too much. Somebody did suggest when I did my Instagram story on my over-the-knee boots that those could go under a wide leg pant. And I think they might not be wrong because they're so tight. They're like... They're narrow. They're, they're stretchy. so narrow. It mm -hmm. could work. I haven't tried it yet because the other thing about wide leg pants is that sometimes they're just... Those high-waisted ones just get so uncomfortable, you know, and ride up. And, Gosh, I hear you. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I do I do have a sense that you will try this on at some point because you've been loving trying on outfits with loving these, trying these over-the-knee boots. I mean, listen, we're not here to talk about my shopping strike, but <laughs> at some point we will. And it's involved a lot of having to shop my closet. So... Uh, All right. Uh -huh, uh -huh. Another, some other updates um, after we talked about skin food and how much you love it. Yes, Walita Skin Food, yes. which we've talked about and how it's, you know, it's a very thick, balmy product. Yeah. And I mentioned Victoria Beckham wishes that she could just like, or Put does it use it all over body. her body. Does, yeah. but wishes it came in larger containers. And then we well, she's been heard. She's been heard. Skin food made of body butter. I'm very, I have not tried this yet, but I'm very intrigued. God, I should have got, I didn't get it for you for your birthday, but I should have. <sighs> Um, Maybe for Valentine's still time Day, you can. <laughs> Maybe there. for Galentine's. You never get me Galentine's true. gifts, and this could be the year. That's <laughs> so true. This is the year. Um, and then a lot of people DM'd us to say that they mix skin food with oil, with some sort of face oil to make it not so incredibly sticky and thick, which is smart. Yeah, totally. Into it. Super um, into it. The other thing, so we talked about how I hate washing my face because the water runs down your arms and then it gets on your pajamas and then you've got wet, wet pajama arms that you're going to bed in. Classic case of wet pajama <laughs> arms. So many people wrote in to say that they wear sweatbands around their wrists to catch the water. Like they're a point guard. Yes. <laughs> Which is clever. And I also feel like this is and athletic. Yeah, it's very <laughs> athletic. And you, we do treat skincare as, as if it's a workout, basically. <laughs> yeah. um, so many people I think are doing this sure. now. Yeah. <laughs> I, keep, I read about it in the Garden Variety newsletter, too. I feel like this is like a beauty trend that's having a moment. Everybody's discovered wristbands. Fascinating. Buy stock in, in Foot Locker or something. Um, so this is this is sort of moving off of the, the reader, the reader write-ins. Yeah. I just moved into a home, new home recently. And I've been trying to really take my time about decorating it or like buying the pieces right of furniture. And it's very hard. Of it course. Because you just want to be settled. Hard. Uh, yeah. Just want to be settled. Just want to feel like everything has its like place and everything looks cute and bam, bam, bam. Mm -hmm. But I'm not doing that. So instead, I'm focusing all of my energy on organizing it. Brilliant. Yeah. And 
I feel really great about living in this time that we do because all of a sudden there is like so many better home organization products Truly. and brands than there were before. I've always been a fan of the container store. You mm-hmm. and I went to the container store recently. I got an Alpha closet. Yes, um, I feel love great Alpha. about it. Um, the entire experience with Alpha was wonderful. But then there are also all of these like smaller organizing brands. Yes. We love Yamazaki. We are, I would say, early adopters, professional enthusiasts, brand loyalists when it comes to this brand, Yamazaki. We first discovered them from walking this big trade show called New York Now that happens every year. Years ago, like six or seven years years ago, ago. maybe. Yeah, It's a Japanese company. They have a really big booth at Javits and they just make all of these really beautiful, really simple home organization products. They're mostly white. They make some of these products in black. Pale wood. Yeah, Yeah. pale wood accents. And they're all genius. Yeah. Um, what do you have? I own so much. So none when you do own a lot. It's crazy how much I own. When I first moved into my place, there were not toilet paper holders in any of the bathrooms. Me either. And I don't know why I was like, I most of the bathrooms, now I do know why. I didn't want to install them because there were tiles on the wall. And I was really intimidated you didn't want to drill by into the, the tiles. Yeah. So they have all of these very clever toilet paper holders, some of which have little surfaces where you can rest stuff on top, some of which have hidden storage in them. They're all wonderful. I have, so I have several of those. I have, um, I have something that I think is a companion to these, which is this little trash can that's called the side table trash can. Yeah. It's very skinny. Um, so it slides, you know, it can slide between like a vanity and a toilet easily. Um, and it has a lid on it that it has a flat surface. So you could like set stuff down on it, i.e. a phone or what, you know, like dirty clothes or whatever it's going to be. Um, but the, oh, you don't have to step on something to open right. it. You know That's what I mean? Great. There's no yep. no other gimmicks or things they're just, going. It, they're very clever over there. I need to. We need to meet their product design team, we their engineers. They're brilliant. I had the same issue with towel racks in my bathrooms of not wanting to drill into the walls. And so they have these leaning towel racks that are really light, unobtrusive. And then recently, um, now that we have in-laws staying with us all the time, it came to my attention, courtesy of my mother, I got some guest feedback that there was not enough. In your Airbnb review? In, yeah, my, she, le- she left a review and said it was lovely, but there was nowhere to hang my clothes. <laughs> and I really need you to get some sort of rack that you like hang it on the back of your door. And I was like, the thing is, this thing is also my like TV room and office and I don't want to be I don't need an over-the-door rack thing. for this room. Yeah. yeah. But I did realize also that when guests come over, we never really have anywhere to put. Like a party. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah, there's somewhere to hang a couple of people's coats. But if we have a party, a bunch of people over, there's nowhere to hang stuff. And they have a leaning sort of clothing rack that is so beautiful, so simple, so light, so easy to move. And... I love it so much. And it's got well, it's bars like a single rod, right? Yeah. It's like a single So I there is that one. Mine is a little different. Okay. But they're they're just these really simple, not expensive products that are very easy when not in use to put them somewhere else. And most of them are beautiful that enough that you don't feel like you need yes. to store them. They really just blend in. And then, okay, because I was buying this this clothing rack and I wanted to buy directly from Yamazaki and they had a free shipping threshold, I was like <laughs> You know, my jewelry boxes are a mess. Let me buy this jewelry organ, all these jewelry organizers. And I bought a bunch of them thinking, I'm going to regret this. And let me tell you, life changing. What do you mean? What are they? So, one is a thing where I hang my necklaces, and then it also has a little rod for my bracelets. Okay. So, I no longer have a pile of tangled chains. I spent one Friday night hours dealing with all of this because I have so much jewelry. Sounds wild, yeah. It was, yeah, it it really was. Um, 
And then I have an earring rack also. It's like oh. a little, it's almost like an easel with places to put all of your earrings. And then I have a tower of a little tower of little shelves that I put a bunch of jewelry on too. And let me tell you, it looks so good and is so pleasing to the eye and has solved such a cluttered shelf that Chris actually thanked me. Wow. He said, that looks great. Thank you for doing that. And I was like, I had no idea that my disgusting that I was jewelry get shelf was congratulated yeah, for this. Exactly. Um, my jewelry storage situation comes from Muji, another purveyor oh, yeah. of extremely fine Japanese organization products. Yes. And I have Lucite basically drawers that stack and they have little felt or velvet mm. um, inlays yes. um, that you can stick That's things nice. in. It's, yeah, it's really lovely. Yeah, um, I used to just have two big jewelry boxes and then like a tray and it was a disaster. And this really, it, it was one of those Marie Kondo more compor- compartments. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where yeah. I was like, oh, I didn't realize the psychic weight of this mess. A hundred percent. Yeah. Um, speaking of Marie Kondo, she now has this shop that... There was like some internet controversy over oh a my tweet god, storm, wants, I would say. Yeah, Marie Kondo wants you to buy things, but how rude. I actually think it's a great shop. She carries a lot of Yamazaki in it. She does. Um, but there's a lot of really beautiful stuff on I there. I do have one small piece of beef, yeah. which is that she sells a lot of just crystal products that <sighs> are not organization related in any way, shape, or form. I and I don't need them to be there. I just I think less quartz. Or I maybe agree the with quartz you shouldn't be a category. That's all. That's yeah, that does seem like antithetical to her. Thank school you. of thought. I Thank agree you. with you about that. Um, you also like these Hay crates. Yeah. So Hay has been getting into the the Danish um, design company. Hay has been getting more into organization, which I appreciate. And when Thomas and I were in Barcelona at a shop, we saw these Hay plastic crates. Mm-hmm. Um, and lo and behold, you can get them plenty of other places, <laughs> um, including the Hay website. But they're great because I'm not because I'm not like figuring out my permanent storage solutions mm-hmm. um, or, you know, whatever my fr- my permanent furniture solutions right now. It's nice to have place- things that I'm like, I will find another use for this later. I am not concerned. And right. they pack up so small. And they come in cute colors. Yep. Um, we got navy ones, which That's just nice. feels like a nice, like, yeah. I don't know. You know, it's not white or yeah. gray or black, which is which are the colors that every home thing totally. comes in. Um there are also a couple of new organization uh, startups mm-hmm. um, yep. that are launching. So there's one called Kept, K-E-P-T. They have a very cute laundry hamper that we will link to. That was my favorite product um, in their mix. And then one called Open Spaces that is part of this pattern brand yes. Uh, yes. universe. And they have especially nice looking shelf risers. Do you know what shelf risers? Yeah. 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 And the o- things you like put in your kitchen cabinets to stack glasses on top mm-hmm. of. If it's like, I'm working with a weird height here and I don't need to stack glasses eight high. Right. <laughs> right. Open Spaces does have really good stuff. I do feel like they're going to, they'll they'll have their moment. Thank you so much to Biasance for sponsoring today's episode. Eric and I have both been using their squalane and lactic acid resurfacing night serum for, I don't know, maybe almost a month now. And we're so into it. I have to be honest, I hadn't heard about this brand until they started advertising with us. They sent us some to start using and I was immediately so into it. You start seeing the effects really quickly when you incorporate it into your nighttime routine. You wake up and your skin just looks and feels so smooth and soft and also just looks sort of like fresher. 
I started running around telling everybody about this and all of the sort of like skincare beauty junkies in my life are like, oh yeah, duh, Biosance. They make such good products. So now I feel like I'm in the know about this. Okay. So it's their squalene and lactic acid. It's composed of 10% vegan lactic acid, which is a very gentle, but powerful AHA. And it exfoliates and resurfaces your skin. 10% is the maximum percentage that's been proven to give powerful results while also being gentle enough to use nightly. The serum also has clover in it, which boosts the exfoliating effects of the lactic acid by juicing up cell turnover. And it helps reverse the effects of all the weird stuff our skin is dealing with all day. So like UV rays, blue light pollution. And then the other powerhouse ingredient at play here is squalene, which locks in moisturizer and protects against the drying effects of AHAs. The serum goes on after your eye treatments, but before your moisturizers and oils. I'm notoriously bad at a nighttime skincare routine, but I do feel like knowing that I have this thing that I know is going to make me look better in the morning just motivates me to do it all before I pass out at night. So to test out Biasan squalene and lactic acid resurfacing night serum for yourself, you're going to go to biasance.com and use code thinger 220 for 20% off any full-size purchase. That's biasance.com. B-I-O-S-S-A-N-C-E dot com and use code thinger 220 for 20% off any full-size purchase. The other thing to get back to the container store for a minute that Please. one of my favorite organization things, obviously courtesy of Tidy Tova, our favorite organization expert, Baby clothes, especially when they're really tiny, are just impossible to store in a neat way because Mm, because onesies are just so small. What are you supposed to do with these? And so Tova, of course, had the answer, which was to get the, I don't know what you would call these, these drawer Drawer dividers dividers that are meant for men's ties. And so you basically use the Marie Kondo method of sort of rolling the onesies and then you just line them up in the these drawer yeah, dividers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I know what you because mean. Because they're the right size for men's ties and men under men's underwear. And it changed my life when I got these. And Container Store has really nice linen ones that we'll link to. So they're not dividers that you put inside it's your drawer. It's not a single... Right. It's its its own beam, box, basically, yeah, yeah, that yeah, you yeah. slide into the drawer. And that that was one of my big organization wins of last year, for sure. Um, I got some box dividers for sort of the same purposes, mm-hmm. even though I don't have onesies. Yeah, um, <laughs> that's okay. But just, when you have a wide drawer and yes. you need to be storing various things in it, it's just nice to be able to break it up and to put like sports bras in one thing and socks in another and underwear in another. Like, yeah. so I just bought one to put in the middle. Yeah, and that then makes sense. I create that then created that three spaces. More. Yeah, yeah that's exactly. Good. The other really big organization thing that I love is again, Alpha, something we we're both very enthusiastic <laughs> yeah. about. The Alpha experience is wonderful. They have something, a system that you can uh, attach to the inside of your closet door, door, which is just basically these narrow bins. So you can throw socks. We use it for hats and gloves and stuff like that. And Or if it's a pantry, you know, you can put bottles and spices or whatever. And it just made me realize that hooks on the back or on the inside of a closet door are rarely the answer. Like they're just going to get overloaded and you can't see what's in there. And having these bins is such a better use of that space. I have one of these I and it has it. the bins and it all. I also got some of the shoe rack attachments, yes. which are just excellent too, because absolutely one of our biggest problems right now is where to put all the goddamn shoes. Yep. It's tough. The, this <laughs> You don't want to put them on a bookshelf like I did in my last apartment. I had them on Bookshelf in my last, oh, that's in my right. last like three apartments, yeah. Claire, for like the last decade I've had yeah. my shoes on a bookshelf. 
But you feel like you've grown out of that. I, yeah, Thomas was like, just put them back on the bookshelf where they've always been. And I was like, I don't want to. I'm <laughs> over it. Um, I did feel better today. There was a handyman who came over to our apartment and he was asking where the shelf should go. And I was like, here. And he's like, you don't want it there, like below. And I was like, no, there's a shoe rack that's going to go there. And he's like, and he looked at the shoe rack and he's like, I have so many more shoes than that. Um, and I was like, oh, me too. This is just one of the shoe racks. He's like, I have like 50 pairs of shoes. Wow. <laughs> and I was like, I didn't see this coming, Steve, no. but I'm thrilled to hear. Yeah, good. He collects sneakers. Oh, cool. <laughs> I, I saw that man, Steve, for a moment. I, is this the guy I met? Yeah. Yeah, he seems yeah. like a, he could be a good sneaker You collector. think so? Yeah, I, didn't, I, I didn't see that for him, I but I'm thrilled about it. Him, but now that I know, I'm, I'm yeah. into it. Yeah, totally. Um, the other thing, and I swear to God, Food 52 hasn't paid us a dime, but they do have <laughs> so many good organization. <laughs> they, they carry a lot of Yamazaki and they do have just a lot of good organization tools in general. Um, West Elm also carries a lot of Yamazaki, yes. but it's not necessarily listed by the brand. So you mm. kind of just have to be searching for the yes. title, yes. which, you know, fine. You're internet savvy. You'll do it. That's right. Um, the other thing that's not organization necessarily, but adjacent is there's this new home startup or home furniture startup called Dims. And I have their bar cart, which could be used. It does organize your liquor. It does organize my liquor. And it, they pitch it as like it could organize a lot of things, which is true. It's a really good, well-priced, beautiful bar cart. And then they have this vanity table. I really want this vanity. It's so good Do you know looking. where I want it? Where? Um, in my bedroom mm -hmm. uh, by the windows. Yes, I, I want this vanity. Yeah. I, could have, I really want it because I'm worried that it will get out of control for me. That all mm. Because that there, there's like too much surface space and storage. But... We live in New York, so vanity is kind of a rare thing. But doing your makeup at the sink, it just is always gets messy and cluttered and there's never enough room. Yes. Um, and I think it'd also be nice for me to have a place to like store my makeup and stuff yes. that wasn't in the bathroom. And I wouldn't be I agree. competing with Thomas for the bathroom mirror. I mean, yeah, it, these are not true problems. <laughs> I would like to talk about eggs. I, I bring it on. Which I think should be getting more airtime on this podcast than they are, given the frequency with which they're consumed. When I was trying to fill in some of the notes about eggs, I was like, "We have we not talked about this more? I don't think so. I mean, who knows? I always expect our listeners to be completists. And I'm like, well, God, if we talked about it in 2014, we couldn't possibly <laughs> repeat that story. So I'd like to talk about my two newest forms of cooking eggs. One is eggs cooked in cream, mm. which is this brilliant recipe posted on Food 52, where basically you put cream in a cold pan. Yeah. You turn the heat on, you drop the eggs in, and the cream, as it heats up, starts to separate. So basically the butter separates out and mm -hmm. then the... Um, Curds. Dairy. Yeah, the dairy. The, yeah, exactly. Starts to brown. And so you get like caramelized, crispy... Sounds delicious. Cream bits with your fried eggs that are cooked perfectly in butter. It's so good. It sounds delicious. And it's so easy. Yeah. And it's just like one of those recipes where you're like, I feel like I did something and I absolutely did not. How long does it take? Oh, a couple minutes. Sounds like a, a, time, a little bit longer than a regular Friday because you're starting from cold. Mm -hmm. um, but like, you know, 90 seconds or two right. minutes longer than mm -hmm. a, a regular fried egg. Um, I also feel like for a while there was, I'd buy cream for a recipe or something mm -hmm. or to bake or whatever. And then you'd have leftover cream yes. and not really know what to do with I'd it. Always and have leftover cream if I buy it. This is what to do with yes. it, basically. It's great on toast, mm -hmm. um, yeah, obviously. Yeah, it delicious on toast. Um, Thomas calls it weekend eggs, Why? which I think is, because um, it feels a little fancy or okay. like, you know, it's like 
more of like a fat content than you're mm. probably getting okay. on like a normal Tuesday. Yeah. I don't know. Like that makes sense. Feels a little yeah. French. It reminds me. Do you ever make that Julia Tertian recipe that's yes. fried eggs with yogurt? Yes, where oh, you smear yogurt yes. on the plate. What else do you put in that? It's I like some I, garlic, maybe or yeah, your lemon. Oh, oh yes, yeah. lemon and olive yeah. oil. Yeah, and it it also that recipe also just t- taught me how to fry an egg without having the gross uh, like sort of clearness on top. She throws a a few bits, bits of, of water, water and then you and just kind of steam the yeah, eggs. Yeah, you put the pan. Yeah. You put the top on the pan. That's a great hack. Yeah. Um, I never fried eggs before that recipe came into my life because I would always... You didn't? No, because I always effed it up. I, huh. That's why I, for a long time when I, if I ordered eggs out, I only ordered them fried because you I was never them having them at home because I always felt like I had that weird, clear... That I do top. not stand for that. It's I disgusting. do not stand for that. Sometimes what I do, if that's becoming a problem for me, is I just throw a lid over the pan yeah. and like let it, you know, or yeah. I flip it. Yeah. I mean, you know. I can't flip. What? I can't flip an egg. I always F it up. Interesting. Yeah. These are things I didn't know about you. Yeah. I'm not, I mean, I don't cook eggs nearly as often as you. Yeah. No, definitely you not. cook eggs most ha- days. Most days. Yeah. Most days. But definitely most days. I remember that was one of those things that we had been friends for a really long time. And it wasn't until we started working together that I started to understand just how many eggs you ate because we'd never seen each other so much that I would know what you had for breakfast most, most days. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I and then I eggs. was like, wow, you consume so many eggs. I yeah. basically, I also only consume the news about eggs that tells me that's okay. Right. Like, I don't consume any of the news about cholesterol, cholesterol. and whatever. And yeah. there's good cholesterol and bad cholesterol in eggs. And as long as you're eating the balance, it's fine. I'm like, great, blinders yeah. to the rest of it because I'm going to maintain fine. this egg consumption level. It's fine. It's fine. Yeah. Um, what's your other egg preparation method? Um, the other thing I did recently or learned to do recently is make a French omelet. Mm. Um, you know, the like, you, you know, just the, the omelet that's yeah. just like egg that's like rolled into itself, yeah. which you are really I'm not taken with. I know. I, I will go on. So a couple Saturdays ago, I woke up extra early. God knows why. And I was just lying in bed and landed on this Bon Appetit video um, that was all of these egg preparation techniques it's 20 minutes long. God knows why. I was like, oh yeah, I'll I'll like right. watch I was, this right now. I was actually I never watched. I was these interested cooking in videos. this because same. I know that I felt like you and I were the only two people left in our lives. In all, at least in all of Brooklyn, <laughs> yeah. who weren't totally addicted to the reality show that is the Bon Appetit Test Kitchen. Yeah. Cause I not I, I just I, haven't gotten into it yet, which no. I'm sure I love it. And I'm I not also know that things. there are so many personalities yeah. and all of this and I have no visibility I know into their who names, these people but are. I've never gotten it's into like it. It's like how I feel about you watching Vanderpump rules where I'm yeah. like, I know there's a Stasi. <laughs> yeah. Like I yeah. don't know. Yeah. Like that's all I I've know got there's for an you. Andy and I know there's a Claire. A hundred percent. Yeah. Um, so why did you finally start watching? And and are you now going to get into the whole universe? Ask me in a week or two. Okay. Um, I started watching it because I didn't know what else to do with my morning for start. Or like I was home yeah. alone and I yeah. was like, it's sunny. It's nice in here. Yeah. This sounds nice. I'll stay here. I'll stay here. There was no urgency. And I like eggs. Yeah. You know? Totally. So it was just serving me the content I wanted. Mm-hmm. I watched till the end and I'm glad that I did because uh, I landed on the preparation for this French omelet, which I'd always just been completely intimidated by. Or like, I can't make an omelet. Yeah. Um, or at least that's the story I've been selling myself mm-hmm. for some time. The way that you feel about fried eggs. Yeah. You're just like, nope, not for me. Yeah. And, but this woman, Sola, who I'm certain is a personality that I just yep. don't know yet, um, she made it seem really unintimidating. And I was like, okay, I'm getting out of bed and I'm making a French omelet. And I did. It went well. It went well. So it's, you know, three eggs. And she was very clear about you need three eggs and you need a nonstick pan. And if you don't have a nonstick pan, don't bother. Okay. Which I appreciate. Yeah. yeah. Um, And yeah, it went, I'll, we'll share the video. So here's my 
I have two complaints about French omelets. Yeah. And like omelets in general. I'm not really an omelet person. I'll order it if there's nothing else yeah. I want on the menu. But A, it always reminds me of airplane food. Like there's that. Yeah. And I mean, I think my trick is that I don't ever eat airplane food. So okay, you fine. <laughs> it just always feels like a gross airplane thing to me. And related, the consistency that the eggs get in an omelet makes me think of egg beaters, like the eggs that come in a carton. Oh. You know what I mean? Like, it's just yeah. too smooth. It's unnaturally smooth. Yeah. And, and um, spongy. I understand what yeah. you're getting at. I think that part of the trick is making it thin enough. Okay. So that it because, gets a little crispy? No, so that it's just not as, uh, so it's less sponge. It's yeah, less, okay. it's more like crepey. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. Where you're getting like more of a roll, where it's more like tamago. Okay. Okay. I mean, tomato is really thing. not that far off from a French. It's like a French omelet with sugar in it. Yeah. That sugar. Yeah. yeah. And <laughs> that's what so, makes it so delicious. The other thing is that I'm just, have never felt like an omelet is superior to a scramble in any way. Mm. I'm like, if I want eggs with vegetables, I'm totally fine with them all just being scrambled together. I don't need them in a neat little beautiful envelope. No, but this you don't put any vegetables in. I, sure. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, yeah. I agree. I think this yeah. is the only omelet I'm okay. interested in trying to make. Okay. Um, I do like the consistency of it, but I couldn't explain to you. I think I like the, like, smoothness. Mm. Yeah, okay. I don't know. I, I'm i fine with that. Yeah. I'll I think let this you is have a place where we can disagree. Yeah, I'll let I you think have it's your fine. Omelet. Yeah. We also have been getting interested in egg brands recently. I think that egg brands are starting to make a name for themselves in a so way too. that they were not even a couple of years I ago. And I think the, right. one of the first that got on our radar was Happy Egg. Yeah. Um, which our former uh, producer and, and editor, Liz, um, was following them on Instagram. <laughs> Happy and, Egg Co. At Happy Egg Co. Yeah. And so we started following them on Instagram mm-hmm. as well. I'm curious if they if they make, you're, you were going to do a bit of a cleanse, a follower uh, following cleanse. You want to know if they make the cut? Yeah. Yeah, we'll find out. I'll yeah. let you know. They're a British company. There's been some controversy lately around whether they live up to what their packaging promises, which I think is a fair question in a lot of these brands because what does cage-free and all of this shit mean? It's the same. It's the same way you talk about like natural beauty. Well, like what is like that's not a regulated term. Right. Anyway, this is a brand that has definitely built up a following. Vital Farms, um, which is pasture raised. And I think Weirdly, according to some uh, Modern Farmer article, pasture-raised is a more regulated term, which hmm. how and why and right. whatever is crazy to me, but that's I, something. I've been buying Vital Farms eggs. Um, I have Vital Farms butter in my fridge right now. Oh, I yeah. haven't tried that. Uh-huh. They, they, the yolk I is made a, that brown butter that I saw oh, yeah. the other night that I was mm-hmm. telling you about. Yeah. That was with Vital Farms butter. Okay. You should know. Yeah. Um, Kate's butter is my favorite butter brand. It's so good. Oh, yeah. You have. I have, um, I've heard yeah. about this. Yeah. But I haven't tried Happy Eggs. I want to try them despite the controversy. But the thing, I think that the sort of thing that Vital and Happy Eggs are bragging about it are their orange yolks. I'll tell you what, none of them are as orange as they all promise to be, I agree. or they all they pretend to be. Yeah. Um, and none of them have quite that really flavorful taste that when you get a really good fresh egg that is so wonderful. They yes. taste better than like your standard egg, but it's not quite there where you're like, oh, I don't even need to put cheese or salt. This is so flavorful I agree. on its own. I agree. Yeah. Hopefully someday we'll get to that place. <laughs> what other egg do you poach? I have, but I don't. Oh, and you got really into the spinning method for a while, right? Yeah, well, yeah. I, I I have, but the problem is, is that 
you kind of have to change the water if you're doing more than two eggs. Um, and so if I'm, I rarely want just one egg. Oh, never. And so Thomas and I, I two pots of water. Like yeah, that's, that's crazy. That's just not, I'm not, I'm not interested in that really. You know, how many eggs when you make yourself eggs in the morning, how many do you make for yourself? Two. Unless we make scrambled eggs, which sometimes then we do like five eggs for the two of us. Um, Yeah. yeah. But Um, we often also buy medium eggs, which I prefer to large eggs, but are harder to find. Why do you prefer them? Because better yolk to white ratio? Yeah. And better, like if you're doing like an egg and toast or something, or like even an egg Mm -hmm. taco, it's the proportions are better. It's like less like... But when you do an egg taco, aren't you doing scrambled eggs? No, sometimes fried. Okay. Yeah. Often fried. Often fried. Fried with the yolk kind of set so it's not runny? Because it sounds really messy with a runny. Um, No runny. And then you just let the, it all come out the side of the taco? Well, not like soup. It's it's like, okay. I guess, half okay. set. Yeah. It's still goopy. Yes, it's, okay, it's goopy. The question yeah. I would get asked yeah. when Thomas makes egg and go- toast yeah. is, is your egg goopy? Okay. Um, Which is a sign of whether or not he did a good job in his oh, mind. Oh, yeah. Is your egg okay. goopy? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. All right. So not like explosive. Right. You know. Cam... And I share breakfast most days. Yeah. Like either I'll make oatmeal or a yogurt thing or eggs and he and I will share them. And I always felt like four should be enough between the two of us. And he eats so many eggs that I've recently, and I realized two is never enough for me that now I have to do like six when I'm making it. Yeah, for, totally. Yeah, he's really, he eats so many eggs. I like how much you're blaming it on him, but you're like, and also me. I need them too, but I'm like, <laughs> it should be enough for me to make four and I'll have like two and a half or three. And, it and but he, he should have one. Yeah, yeah. He really consumes a lot of eggs. Yeah. He's on my team. That's right. Do you do, do you ever do um, like a jammy egg, like a seven minute egg, six minute egg? I do, yeah. um, though less frequently. So I don't, it's the peeling that the I don't enjoy. very annoying. I do not enjoy. But before I knew how to fry an egg, I would always do jammy eggs because that was my only way to access to like, get a yolk. A runny yolk. Yeah. 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 Looking for that runny yolk access. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh my oh, God. This has been delightful. Do you think we've done enough here? I think we have. All right. That's the show. That's the show. This has been a production of Dear Media. You can listen to us wherever podcasts are found, like Stitcher, iTunes, and Spotify. If you have ideas for the show or want to advertise, email podcast at claireandericka.com. Hold up. 